0: Chapter 2. By whose authority? Who, or what, has authority over the family? The state? The church? The family itself? The whole question of authority has been a big issue in the area of education. Unfortunately, controversies in the public school systems have been determining parental authority. In 1985, a huge dispute in the state of New Jersey was ruled on by the Supreme Court. It seems one of the teachers went too far in searching a student. The parents complained, and eventually the matter ended up in court. New Jersey, U T L O. The decision of the case restricted public. The decision of the case restricted public school officials. Sounds good. But wait till you hear how the public schools were limited. Not by the prior authority of the parents, but by the more important authority of the civil government in general. Here is part of what the court said through Judge White, Teachers and school administrators, it is said, act in loco parentis in their dealing with students. Their authority is that of the parent, not of the state. Such reasoning is in tension with contemporary reality and the teachings of the court. If school authorities are state actors for purposes of the constitutional guarantees of freedom of expression and due process, it is difficult to understand why they should be deemed to be exercising parental rather than public authority when conducting searches of their students. More generally, the court has recognised that the concept of parental obligation as a source of school authority, is not entirely consonant with compulsory education laws. Today's public school officials do not merely exercise authority voluntarily conferred on them by individual parents, rather, they act in furtherance of publicly mandated educational and disciplinary policies. School officials act as representatives of the state, not merely as surrogates of the parents. End quote. Do you see what is being ruled in this case? Authority has shifted away from the parent to the state. Of course, authority has shifted away from the parent to the state. Of course, anyone who puts his child in a public school has already granted such authority to the civil government implicitly. But this case sets precedent for everyone else in New Jersey. And we can be sure that other states will appeal to this decision. By whose authority? The state has recently ruled that the authority is the state's. The authority shift challenges the parents. New rights for children, as summarised by John Whitehead in Parents' Rights, pages 24 and 25. Richard Farson's Birth Rights lists ten rights for children that are phrased to be a direct attack on parental authority. One. The right to self-determination. Children should have the right to decide matters that affect them most directly. Two, the right to alternate home environment. Self-determining children should be able to choose from among a variety of arrangements, residences operated by children, child exchange programmes, 24-hour childcare centres and various kinds of schools and employment opportunities. Three, the right to responsive design society must accommodate itself to children's size and to their need for safe space. 4. The right of information. A child must have the right to all information ordinarily available to adults, including, and perhaps especially, information that makes adults uncomfortable. 5. The right to educate oneself. Children should be free to design their own education, choosing from among many options the kinds of learning experiences they want, including the option not to attend any kind of school. 6. The right to freedom from physical punishment. Children should live free of physical threat from those who are larger and more powerful than they. 7. The right to sexual freedom. Children should have the right to conduct their sexual lives with no more restriction than adults. 8. The right to economic power. Children should have the right to work, to acquire and manage money, to receive equal pay for equal work, to choose trade apprenticeship as an alternative to school, to gain promotion to leadership positions, to own property, to develop a credit record, to enter into binding contracts, to engage in enterprise, to obtain guaranteed support apart from the family, to achieve financial independence. 9. The Right to Political Power Children must possess the same political rights as adults, such as voting, holding office and the like. 10. The right to justice. Children must have the guarantee of a fair trial with due process of law, an advocate to protect their rights against parents, as well as the system, and a uniform standard of detention. What's wrong with this list of children's, quote, rights? For one... Some of these would not be agreeable to many Christians, possessing information about your children, young people being able to work, etc. But they're all mixed up with so many items that completely shift authority away from the parents. For another, the whole premise of, quote, human rights, unquote, is wrong. Man lost his rights when he rebelled against God in the garden, Genesis 3. He has no claim on God for anything. Everything which man... Mothers, fathers, children, has is a gift from God, a result of the death of Jesus Christ on the cross, James chapter one, verse seventeen. So the only claim children and parents can have is through Christ, there are no quote, rights to unquote. there are only legal immunities from there are only zones of responsibility, individual, familistic, ecclesiastical, and civil, finally authority in this 10 point system of rights shifts from adult to child the big movement in our society is to quote adultify unquote, end quote the child thereby taking authority away from the parents altogether forson's commandments are an attempt to are an attempt actually to put children in authority it is a sign of the times bad times we have seen times like these before in the history of God's people. Times of judgment. Quote, I will give children to be their princes, and babes shall rule over them. The people will be oppressed, everyone by another and everyone by his neighbour. The child will be insolent toward the elder, and the base toward the honourable. quote. Isaiah chapter 3, verses 4 and 5. So, where is Authority. We come to the second basic principle of the covenant of marriage and the family, hierarchy or authority. But it seems the whole question of authority has become, quote, topsy-turvy, end quote, in our society, by whose authority is the family or anyone called to fulfil its responsibilities? Two systems of authority. There are really only two systems of authority in the world: theism. And humanism. Theism teaches that God's word is the infallible rule of faith and life, the final authority. Jesus prayed for the church, quote, sanctify them by your truth. Your word is truth. John chapter seventeen verse seventeen. What quote, word end quote, was Jesus talking about? The Bible. So, theism places final and ultimate authority in God and His word. Humanism, on the other hand, places final authority in man; man sits in judgment of God and all things, in the words of the French revolutionary of the eighteenth century, Jean jacques Rousseau Jean jacques Rousseau, quote, "The voice of the people is the voice of God. End quote. He was only echoing another humanist, the Roman jurist and orator, Cicero, catch the significance of this statement. The will of the majority is the final authority. Humanism, in its more quote, sophisticated end quote, form, says that there are quote, laws of nature end quote, or natural laws that govern the affairs of men. Notice how even this shifts authority away from God's personal word. Using the same rationale, one of Rousseau's contemporaries, the Marquis de Sade, justified fornication of every kind and murder. How? He observed in nature that animals openly engage in sex and murder whenever and with whomever they want, so, quote, natural law, end quote, allows all of the corruptions that the sad advocated. There are really only two sources of authority in life, the word of God or the word of man. Authority is either recognised in God or placed in man, That's the debate that has been going on for centuries in this country. That's the crisis in our culture today. Always before in American life, there has been a sort of, quote, Christian consensus, end quote. But it has been so long since there has been true revival in our nation that the moral consensus has shifted. Contrary to Rousseau, the majority is not always right. Christians now find themselves having to stand against human authorities. Because... These people and agencies are at odds with the true authority, the word of God. Since authority is in God, theism, does this mean that man has no authority at all? How about parents? How about the church? How about the state? There are three important biblical points that we should be aware of. Biblical authority. We speak here not just of civil government as an institution, but of All institutional authority. Representative government. First, biblical authority is representative. Christianity teaches that God is triune, at one time, and in eternity, three and one, often called the, quote, one and the many, end quote. Trinitarianism has been expressed politically to mean that it is neither anarchical nor tyrannical. Why? Because biblical authority is delegated. Moses describes this kind of representative authority to Israel when he says, How can I bear the load and burden of you and your strife? Choose wise and discerning and experienced men from your tribes, and I will appoint them as your heads. And you answered me and said, The thing which you have said to do is good. So I took the heads of your tribes wise and experienced men, and appointed them heads over you, leaders of thousands and of hundreds, of fifties and of tens, of officers for your tribes. Then I charged your judges at that time, saying, Hear the cases put in your fellow countrymen and judge righteously between a man and his fellow countrymen or the alien who is with him. You shall not show partiality in judgment. You shall hear the small and the great alike. You shall not fear man. For the judgment is God's, and the case that is too hard for you, you shall bring to me, and I will hear it, end quote. Deuteronomy chapter 1, verses 12 to 17. These new authorities over Israel were, quote, chosen, end quote, by the people, and then, quote, approved, end quote, by Moses. This relationship between established authority and the people means that the leaders were, quote, representatives, end quote, all government is representative. America has been built on such a view of authority. The authority of these ancient leaders was not in themselves. It was, quote, external, end quote, or, quote, objective, end quote, to them. They represented God's authority. Their authority was completely in terms of what God had given them. They were not to assume to themselves that final authority... Nor were they to forget that their position came from God. Plural Governments Second, the Bible demands a plurality of governments. Notice there was not just one leader chosen by the Israelites. There was plurality in leadership. Why? Biblical religion creates a system of, quote, checks and balances. Again, we can see the influence of the biblical model on our own society. America, more than any other nation, emphasises the need for constitutional checks and balances. The underlying premise of biblical pluralism in government is that man is totally depraved, in principle, though never in history, for God restrains man's sin. No one and no institution is allowed to seek absolute authority because the very quest for absolute power corrupts men, not absolutely, For nothing man does, or can try to do, is absolute. But such a quest does corrupt. It is the quest to be as God, the original corruption. Genesis chapter 3 verse 5 Absolute power belongs only to God. So there must be a system of checks and balances. Historically, the Christian faith has adopted a concept of sphere sovereignty. Sphere sovereignty says that there are three spheres of covenantal government in society family, church and state. Although they overlap, a member of the family is also a member of the state and may also be a member of the church. The governments of these spheres are self-contained. By this I mean each sphere has certain governmental responsibilities that belong exclusively to it. Positively, the family has a monopoly of procreation, and possesses legitimate sovereignty over children. Children born outside of this legitimate family authority are still called illegitimate. Negatively, the family bears the, quote, rod, unquote. The Bible says that the, quote, parent, unquote, can take the rod to his child. Proverbs, addressed to fathers, says, quote, Foolishness is bound up in the heart of a child, but the rod of correction will drive it far from him. End quote. Proverbs chapter 22, verse 15. Positively, the church has a monopoly of administering the sacraments. Negatively, only the church is given the, quote, keys of the kingdom. End quote. Jesus says, quote, I will give you, Peter representing the church, the keys of the kingdom of heaven, and whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. End quote. Matthew chapter 16, verse 19 Keys lock and unlock doors. So the church has the delegated authority to admit and dismiss, excommunicate from the church. Positively, the state has a monopoly of providing protection unto death. Negatively, only the state can execute or wield the, quote, sword, end quote. When it comes to civil disobedience, the state is given this authority. Paul says, "For he, civil magistrate, is God's minister to you for good. But if you do evil, be afraid, for he does not bear the sword in vain. For he is God's minister, an avenger to execute wrath on him who practices evil." Romans chapter thirteen verse four. A seeming exception to this jurisdiction of the sword is this so-called right of self-defense. It isn't an exception. Again. We should not speak of human rights. We should speak of legal immunities. There is a person's legal immunity against being executed for killing someone who has threatened his or someone else's life. But this, quote, right, end quote, of self-defence, this legal immunity from the state's execution, is delegated to him by God through the state in whose name he is acting. He is not acting as a father or as a church officer. He is acting as an agent of the state. The state establishes limits on such actions, even in the household exodus chapter twenty two verses two and three. This distinction is important to emphasize in our era, which is noted by a revival of radical familism or clanism, in which violence prone men defend their supposed right to execute others as an attribute of the family or some hypothetical tribal church. I refer here especially to a minority of radical tax protesters who proclaim violence against the state in the name of theological doctrines loosely called quote, British Israelism, end quote. A frightening example of such thinking mixed in with open racialism is the literature written by the late Wesley A. Swift whose writing were used to create a heavily armed paramilitary band in California in the late 1950s and early 1960s and whose pamphlets still circulate no one sphere is allowed to establish primary authority into the other sphere. Each one has certain responsibilities and privileges that the others do not. Here is the, quote, check and balance, end quote, of plurality of leadership. There are three kinds of leaders. Elders in the church, fathers in home, and civil magistrates in society. Spheres limit other spheres. For example, if the state becomes corrupt, the institutional church must be more vocal and attempt to correct the state in a lawful and prophetic way. Layered governments. Third, biblical authority is layered. Notice in the passage from Deuteronomy that there is an quote, appeals unquote, system. Again, a quote, check and balance unquote, feature appears. But the layered effect means no earthly authority is absolute. Sometimes authorities become corrupt and they have to be disobeyed by appealing to a high authority, someone who can be, quote, appealed to, end quote. Such was the case when Daniel's friends, Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego, would not bow to Nebuchadnezzar's statue of gold, Daniel chapter 3, verses 1 to 18. What happened? They were thrown into the fiery furnace, Daniel chapter 3, verses 19 and following. This furnace symbolised a, quote, trial, end quote. Whose trial? God's! Although the king thought that this was his judgement, God's court had been, quote, appealed, unquote, to. The three righteous men were found innocent and were protected. Even a family's authority is not absolute. Early in the history of the church, a woman should have disobeyed her husband. Here is the story. Quote, but a certain man named Ananias, with Sapphira his wife, sold a possession, and he kept back part of the proceeds, his wife also being aware of it, and brought his certain part and laid it at the apostles' feet. But Peter said, Ananias, why has Satan filled your heart to lie to the Holy Spirit and keep back part of the price of the land for yourself? While it remained, was it not your own? And after it was sold, was it not in your own control? Why have you conceived of this thing in your heart? You have not lied to men, but to God. Then Ananias, hearing these words, fell down and breathed his last. So great fear came upon all those who heard these things. And the young men arose and wrapped him up, carried him out and buried him. Now, it was about three hours later when his wife came in Not knowing what had happened And Peter answered her Tell me, tell me whether you sold the land for so much And she said Yes, for so much Then Peter said to her How is it that you have agreed together To test the spirit of the Lord Look, the feet of those who buried your husband Are at the door And they will carry you out Then immediately she fell down at his feet And breathed her last And young men came in and found her dead And carrying her out buried her by her husband. So great fear came upon all the church and upon all who heard these things. Acts chapter 5, verses 1 to 11. Sapphira died because she did not disobey her rebellious husband. No authority is absolute, not even the fathers in the household. What could she have done? She could have appealed to her husband's decision to the elders of the church. Again, all authority is representative, delegated, plural, check and balance, and layered, appellate. It is precisely because the father is only a delegated authority that she can appeal to another, quote, delegated, unquote, authority for help. It is important that we keep these features of biblical authority straight. I often hear Christians try to deal with the, quote, abuses on of the state by absolutizing the family. This plays directly into the hands of the state because it borrows the state's presuppositions. Human authority can be absolutized. What is the answer? A biblical view of authority. Parental authority. What is the specific authority which God gives to parents? 1. God tells parents to, quote, be fruitful, multiply, and subdue the earth. End quote. Genesis chapter 1, verses 26 to 28. Parents have the authority to determine how many children they will have and to utilise them to bring the world under the dominion of Christ. Any attempt on the part of the state to limit the number of children is actually a direct effort to stop the dominion of Christ. Two, Parents represent the Lord to their children. Paul commands the children in the church at Ephesus, quote, Obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. End quote. Ephesians chapter 6 verse 1. Three, because of this high calling given to parents, they are to, quote, discipline their children. We normally think of discipline only in a negative light. But in the book of Proverbs, discipline is, quote, instructional, End quote positive and eh, correctional, negative. Solomon, for example, tells fathers to take their children out to study animals like the ants to learn about diligence and self-discipline, Proverbs chapter 6 verses 6 to 11. But Solomon also tells parents to use the rod, as we have seen, to correct the child. So parents have the authority to educate and punish the children God has entrusted to them. Parents are simply trustees of what belongs to God. Again, I should stress that Christians have to be careful how they argue before a watching world. Their children do not belong to them, nor do they belong to the state. They belong to God. God has delegated certain authority for parents to fulfil the trusteeship delegated to them. If the state interferes, God will deal with the state. Summary By whose authority? By God's authoritative word. All authority ultimately resides here, and any other authority is derived from God. It is precisely because God's authority is absolute that the state has no right to violate the space and territory of other spheres, either the family or the church. 1. In this chapter, I began with the court case of New Jersey UTLO. The point I made was that the state is trying to shift authority away from the parents, even if it has to shift the children first. I have made three basic points about biblical authority. Second, I established that there are only two authorities, God and man. There are consequently two systems of authority, theism and humanism. Theism recognizes that authority is outside of man, in God. Humanism tries to place authority outside of God in man and nature. Three. After developing a quote theistic unquote, view of authority, I turned to the Bible to note three basic principles of authority. A. Biblical authority is representative. All authority is delegated, not originating in itself. Two, Biblical authority is plural, there are checks and balances because man is totally depraved. C. Biblical authority is layered. God provides for appeals because no one sphere of authority is absolute. If it were, then it would be God. Four. Finally, I pointed out specific parental responsibilities and privileges. Parents have every privilege the Bible gives them. They can, A discipline their children according to biblical standards. We'll come to this in principle number four. B. Decide how big their own family will and will not be. C. Educate their own children according to their choice, homeschooling or other forms of Christian education. Of course, each family will be accountable to God for its leadership and authority, but God entrusts the family with this kind of biblical authority. In the next chapter... We want to answer the question, by what standard? What standard should families live by? Whose law is to be obeyed? Should Christian schools be accredited? Should homeschools seek accreditation? Let us move on to find the answers to these questions.